Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler. And in this episode, we are going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest and sidekick. <laughs> Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. Uh, today, we have in our midst a writer, a epic fantasy book novel writer, uh, sketches, hundreds of them from Acme Comedy, co-writing, um, Chris Plain. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, welcome to me. I'm welcome. Welcome. Myself. Yeah, welcome yourself. Thank good you, to have Bob. you here. Yeah, and good little, to see you. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, and you've got your little sidekick. Well, not little. Um, yes. Taylor Brooks, uh, the man who makes people cry on demand. Comic, uh, 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 private uh, acting mentor, and uh, proctologist. That's right. Part-time really? Jew. We were able to, never mind. I'm, that's all right. Bad joke. <laughs> not, <laughs> I'm not even gonna, I'm, I'm practicing. I'm not, not going. So, um, so, Chris, you started writing novels um, yeah. back in 2010. Uh, correct. Uh, you know, anybody who watches Game of Thrones uh, Love it. has read the novels – uh, has lived through the real-time release schedule of his novels. Mm -hmm. uh, he had three out, 96, 98, and 2000. Everybody was loving them. Next one came out five years later in 2005. So we waited five years for that novel. Mm -hmm. As a reader, I couldn't, couldn't be more excited. Kept waiting and waiting and waiting. By 2010, that fifth one hadn't come out yet. So uh, it's something I had wanted to do for a long time. Yeah. So I dove in, started writing my own. And sure enough, the next Game of Thrones novel came out the next year, and the TV show came out right after that. So I have never seen the TV show. Oh, wow. And I have never read the novels past the first four because I didn't want him influencing what I was doing because, you know, George R.R. R. Martin, when you think of him, yeah. the first thing you think of is Chris Frowell and playing in the Heirloom Moore series. So <laughs> that's what most people do. There you go. And do we have your show coming out on HBO? Is Yeah. Uh, so um, – I mean that's what would be my hope. Yes, that's uh, – I've looked into the crystal ball and uh, okay, cool. talked to some people at HBO and they said it's um, $29.95 a month but you do get an HBO Go code with that. There so. you go. All right. Well, that's something. Yeah, I got that's the HBO Go code. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't marketed them for that market yet but the first three novels in the series are out. The first one came out in 2015. Cool. And uh, had another one out the year after that and then the third novel just came out this year. So. And did you always know since like age eight that you wanted to be a writer and in entertainment? Um, yeah, I, you know, doing play. I think a lot of people that did comedy, I started out in stand up. That's where I, I met Taylor and that's where I met you when you yep. were doing sketch comedy. And um, yeah, I, I think just starting out in plays and getting laughs on stage. There's a story I tell, I don't know, you know, we go into it for a minute, but I did a play in eighth grade where. Uh, we went down and got this guy from the local Domino's to deliver a pizza in the middle of the play. And I was on stage and I was the character that received the pizza. And 200 people that I never met in my life were dying laughing in the audience. And I knew right there at age 12, this is what I was. This is do. what I'm doing. Yep. Ordering pizza. Ordering pizza. Oh, I mean, laughs. Uh, getting laughs. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> Bob's starting with the fat jokes already. Thank you. I'd like in to fact, tell everybody, yes, a... I am an obese guy. And uh, when you're in show business and obese, it's like being a... Uh, woman, but you're down. Uh, they want but you to work topless. But you're, but you're down. They always want you to work topless. It's Taylor's going to ignore my punchline. But you're down a couple of pounds right now, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. 
Sure. Yes, I'm down a few pounds right now. All right. Taylor, you're supposed to lift him up. You're supposed to lift him up. You look look great. Thank you. I feel great. All right. (laughs) I I cannot read, so I'm not familiar with the books. That's the great thing about writing Epic Fantasy, Bob, is nobody you know or everybody watches shows like Game of Thrones. Mm Mm-hmm. And the novels are a huge hit, but I know nobody that reads them. Yeah. So literally every family member, every friend was like, wow, you wrote a book. What is it? And I was like, oh, it's a first in a seven book epic fantasy series. <laughs> they would go, oh, great. Well, yeah. let me know how that goes. Yeah, let me lead, read the cliff notes Correct. or the pamphlet. Uh, isn't there – you, there's a character that's based on me in there, isn't there, right? Is that right? There's a character based on you, uh, Captain Matthias, who's kind of a Weisenheimer, kind of a Han Solo if he were a Jewish comedian. Oh, there so, you go. Yeah. Look, Luke, don't you trust me, kid. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Can- <laughs> Look, kid, trust me. That's it. Now you go. Oh, that's you, it? Go, you go after that. <laughs> you go after that. I don't. I told you. That's all I got. Bob. That's all I got. Uh, trust yeah. me. Trust me. That's all I got. Yeah. Find so, yourself floating home. So, do, were your parents excited that you wanted to um, get into the entertainment? Yeah, my father. When I first started doing stand up, was when I joined the UCLA Comedy Club back in 1991. Okay. I was a student. Okay. And uh, that's where I met Taylor. That's right. Now, we had some amazing uh, headliners at the UCLA Comedy Club. The very first show I did, Jerry Seinfeld, was the headliner. Oh, there you go. Not bad. I'm a 20-year-old student in college. And, hey, we're doing a show. You had to audition. So after my first meeting, it was like – You made him audition? They were like, no. no, no, no." I was like, wow. (laughs) Sorry, Jerry. You're going to have to audition. This is actually my very first meeting. I have a story about Taylor if we care. but. Uh, yeah, you only if you care. The students, yes, I don't care about any of this. I'm drunk as hell right now. So, yeah. um, the students would audition the student mm-hmm. comedians. See about 20, 25 people in the club, mm-hmm. and there would be seven or eight in a show, and then there would be a professional headliner. And we had yeah. David Spade, Paul Provenza. I mean, yeah, he performs here, David Spade. Yeah, all kinds of big name comics that do the comedy club uh, comedy. And story. then we have people in there who are now really much wealthier than we are, like Margaret Cho. And, Is she wealthy? Uh, and Chris Hardwick. Yes. And uh, 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 well, uh, I don't Pat, know. There were tons of famous Pat people Megan. Were all there. Pat yes. Megan. Dark Severe. <laughs> <laughs> and did you graduate from UCLA, or you were just in the comedy club? Uh, so uh, I did quite a bit of attending. At UCLA. Okay. Well, I'm not. I'm no judgment here. If you were to add up my UCLA credits and my UCSD summer school, I am in my senior year. And someday before I die, I'll probably finish. You might graduate. That's I really went cool. to UCLA for lunch. Okay. And that's about it. There you go. Did you take any classes there or you just I, I took some uh, like improv classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then most of the time I just lied and said that I went there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's like cool. a real comedian. So um, – you both went to UCLA making millions of dollars Correct. doing comedy. We bo- sure. He and I both didn't graduate from UCLA. Yes. But you both met there. <laughs> we yes. both met Not there. Not going there. Yes. So, okay. Yes. So that's good to know. So, folks, if you not, are not able to get into UCLA but you just want to hang out there, you can make connections. Yeah, yes. sure. UCLA. Yes. Uh, like he said, there were famous comedians uh, headlining all the shows. We did dorms, yeah. other colleges, whatnot. And uh, the president of the UCLA Comedy Club at the time – was Steve Callahan, who's mm-hmm. gone on to be executive producer, a family guy. He's the showrunner there. So do you, is that how Steve got to Acme? Uh, yes. 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 Oh, doing okay. Acme. 
Steve okay. was at the comedy club. He was the president. We were all friends. Got it. Yeah, if it wasn't for me, Steve would be nowhere. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Steve, says, did you hear that? He says, I need somewhere where it's a bunch of other comedians, but they're not losers. So he joined Acme, found out you guys were all losers, too. Oh, there but, you go. You know, it happens. Right a lot of the guys from the old UCLA comedy club, about at least half of them call us back. Yes. Oh, at least half. That's yeah. very yeah, That's regular. Thirty yeah. percent. All right, a third. Twelve percent. All right. So you were not you were not going two. to school. We call each other. Two, you were not two. going to school, you weren't doing anything. How did you survive? How did you make money? How did you live? How did you eat? Or at that time I worked on campus making sandwiches. Oh, there you go. So you could just take a sandwich for everyone you made. C- correct, yes. Okay, something like and that. I still have about three hundred in the garage. They're rough. They're a little rough. Get some miles on them, but they're you should a little freeze crusty. them. They last they're a little, little bit crusty. longer. You know what? That's a good tip. There you go. They're yeah, just really something I learned. They're still not. A, they're not freezing long anymore. You know, back they're when not. I met Bob, that's what you know. I said he was good for tips. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's good, good for tips. He was a oil. So, um, all right. So you've written a couple of novels. Is, has that brought in more the... money than stand up did? Yes. Okay. Like, well, that's a low bar. Yeah, stand up <laughs> comedy is a very low you know, bar. You know what? The, when I got out of stand up, I tell people all the time. When I got out of stand up. Uh, Chris uh, Hardwick was hosting a game show called Singled Out on MTV. Right? Okay. And he had invited me down to maybe do some writing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was hanging out talking to one of the producers. And I'm going to say this is 97 or so, 98. And he says, oh, God, you got a lot of character. you got a lot of personality. You're a specific-looking guy. Why don't you come do something on the show? And I said, yeah. that'd be great. He says, we have a character that's already on the show. His name's Baby Huey. He's like 400 pounds. And he comes out with like a diaper and a big bonnet on his head or whatever. So you'll be baby Huey's little brother. You'll be baby Dewey. And you'll come out, you'll have a diaper and you'll have a big bonnet. And it'll be a brown diaper. But what we're thinking is we're probably not going to give you any lines because your first So you'll have a pacifier in your mouth or maybe like a bottle with baby milk or something. And so, yes, I quit show business that day. Yeah. So you called your dad. Yeah, exactly. No, it really was. Like, it wasn't until years later when I w- looked back, but I had a, a string of on-air movie, TV-type opportunities that were all humiliating, that were uh, all work with your shirt off, be fat, be... And I was like, those are the type of roles I used to write for Bob. It's <laughs> <laughs> the type of roles I still write for you to write yeah, for Bob. Please laugh at me. <laughs> yeah, and not was, with me. Yeah. There was an element of that. So yeah. I think that's when I became more of a writer and less of a performer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, because lot... you know, God forbid, I would lose weight, which would have been the obvious answers. Oh no, you don't, don't want to do that. When you can just write. That's yeah. right. Well, yeah. A lot of my 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 concepts for Bob were like like how can what ridiculous what can I make what ridiculous costume can I give him and then we'll we'll, we'll design the whole scene around that. No, exactly. Well, I always think there was a little element of uh, sadistic and uh, <laughs> like you know yes. pain and torture. All that. Yes, good stuff. I remember the yep. the the, uh, the the Aladdin shoes. Yes. That you made yourself. I made those myself. Yes. I was the, the king of costumes. Yes. I you made were. almost I made almost all my costumes. You, really? I did. You had a significant amount of visual comedy presence. To this day, my <laughs> wife, who I'm still with and met you, literally will be like, when Bob would come out in that outfit and Shandor, <laughs> listen. And she would. That's how she when, when so, I Yes. You were known for that. No, that's. Entering the stage visual impact. Your look. And the alpha. When I That's when I started awesome. planning this this Bradley Cooper parody thing, the first thing I came up with is like I said I said okay well I should do Bradley Cooper and then I went and Bob Wheeler in drag like there you go <laughs> that, that was literally that quick that was that yeah, was that was that hilarious was that was that, that's that's. 
that's the you know that's written on a piece of paper. That's yeah, easy. and I I think the uh, it's probably at Acme was the last time I had to wear a dress, <laughs> which was like what twenty oh, years ago. Sure, because they, we were short a woman, and they go, Bob, you have I to mean, put on a dress, than, and I was you know when yeah. you're earning your living. Well, exactly, but that's you know that's my personal. Other life. than right now, <laughs> live. Can I get well, in the one bad joke? I've been wanting to get in. Get in the one bad joke. So as the CFO to the comedy store, yeah. do you get paid in doubloons or simoleons? Um, <laughs> that, was, that was the one joke. That's my that's my CFO of the comedy store joke. Mostly in fries. Yes, I get mostly a lot. in fries. <laughs> so, so same as Mike. Free drinks. Free yeah. drinks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so you're making more money from the novels than yes. you were doing in stand-up. Um, are you further along or further behind of where you wanted to be at this point in your life? Mm. So um, – <laughs> yeah. Taylor's keep already in mind, Keep in mind he heard my interview on yes, the way in. Exactly. So he's already, you know, right. he, he chopped yes. off one finger on the way in. Yeah. Uh, uh, Novel-wise ahead, I would say starting out in 2010, taking five years to get that first book out, yeah. working with professional editors, going through those steps was wow. epic. Wow. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> like you start off thinking, I'm a smart guy. I've written screenplays and TV specs and sketches. And how hard can it be to write a 300-page book? <laughs> and three years wow. later, you know, halfway through the first book, there was right. definitely that period of time. By the time that first book came out in 2015, the next book came out a year later. Right. And the next book was really done a year after that. But it went through a lot of re-edits, so it just came out this year. So, yeah, that process of novels gone way faster than I expected. I have number four in the works now i have a science fiction standalone novel that's yeah. coming out so it's gone a lot faster stand up was a lot more grinded out as you know it's a lot more hey i got a friend who's got a gig we're going to be down in santa monica you there'll be three people <laughs> yeah it's going to be great yeah, do you have any friends that live in santa monica that can yeah. come by bring a whole bunch of people that don't want to come yeah. and um, get them to laugh and when you get to the point in stand-up, I always tell people, I say, most comics I know would have never quit if right. you had full rooms. Right. I said, the audience is 100%. What you're really trying to succeed to in stand-up is just every time you show up at a gig, there's a full room. Right. And then everybody loves you. Yeah. Because even if your stand-up is average, if people are at a comedy – I'm sorry to cut they you do. off, Bob. No, that's okay. You can – It's. I'll cry later and I'll work it out with my yes, therapist. Exactly. So it's I totally the drive over. So oh, OK. There balance. you go. So we both – we both have tears. On our pillow. Um, what, what do you, what's your favorite thing to spend money on? <clears throat> you know, it's going to sound really corny. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It is my wife. Oh, well, that's not corny. That's sweet. It's, she gets excited about small – like I can go to the grocery store and just be doing my normal shopping. And in the clearance section, they'll have like a Greek yogurt with a new flavor. And, and I'll bring it home and it is Christmas. Wow. Oh, my God. She will open it up. She'll the cat'll come over it. Look, the cat is even excited about That's the new cool. flavor. I it, didn't get this question. For a dollar. Well you didn't we can go back and ask you the question later. I mean yeah. it's he's answering it really well. Are you feeling yeah, I know it's really I, good. I was just it? like, this is a good question. Yeah. <laughs> he's just Taylor and I both like to spend our money on depression medication. Oh, that, <laughs> you want to open with that? The yeah. State, the state well, the amount you mine. pay for that is actually depressing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, pay, the state pays for it. My favorite thing to spend money on is is Chris's wife as well. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she that's she doesn't mention like. anything to Chris though. No. Normally, that's lightly, lightly in jest. Yes, in jest. Mm -hmm. What's the what? What do you not want to spend money on? 
Uh, Chris's wife. <laughs> I guess the bribe is what uh, the bribery is what makes the you keep paying. Of you, you guys, I knew this is what you were gonna do. You she were gonna sounds get on the like podcast. this. Chris met her when he was working at a mandatory legal education place. We were both working there, and she sounds like this. <laughs> and she did. She called in. She's a lawyer. This is twenty four years Hello. ago. And she called in to check a legal citation over the phone. I have a question regarding and, some mandatory legal education regarding probate law. May I speak to someone? That's it. He's really got it dead on. And then what, exactly. ha- and what happened? Did and they- Chris got on, and about four hours later, they were in love. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where's her accent from? She's from Los Angeles. (laughs) She's an extremely well-educated black woman. Yes. And she speaks like she is reading from an encyclopedia. At the end of our first phone call, this epic phone call he's talking about, it was probably 40 minutes. And she said to me as we were hanging up, she said, you know, we we agreed we were going to meet in person, you know. And she said, I should tell you something. And I said, what's that? She says, I'm black. And I said, that's okay. So am I. And she goes, really? And I go, no. And she goes, oh, no, a bad boy. And I knew I had her right there. She said, I have one question. How big is your schmuckalazulkala? Exactly. And then she found out. And she still stayed. That's amazing. See, that's that's true love. Mm -hmm. You know? See, I know in your podcast, Bob asked you about what sort of vehicle you drive. So I had a whole joke prepared about driving a tiny car because I have a huge cock and your cock oh, and right, your car right. size are inverse. So that makes so, sense. Yeah. So, so what kind of car? Humvee, do you... I drive a Humvee. A Humvee? That was my big cock small cock. Oh, I thought you were going to tell them about the uh, the TV thing because I think yeah. it, No, I that... drive a pickup truck. I drive a, a Toyota pick... Tundra because I own a recycling business. Oh, you went with the Tundras yes. over the Tacoma. Tacoma. I love the Tacoma. It's that, smaller. It's, yeah, Tacoma is smaller. Well, you're, you and I are proportionately – at I'm the right more, car. Yeah, adapted to the, the Tundra. But isn't it hard to find a parking space for a Tundra in it's Los horrible. Angeles? That's why I don't want to get one. Yeah, Seriously. It's the worst thing and about he's it. got a little a trailer on the back, too. Well, yeah. Uh, we Sometimes. Do, when we do charity events, okay. there's a trailer that looks on the truck. Thanks for it's, sharing that. I th- well, I think this the is trailer? a trailer. You think the trailer is a big deal? He doesn't live in the trailer. Well, no, but tra- look, he I want to. in a van down I'm going to buy a Tacoma truck and I'm yeah. going to get a pop up camper. Are you really? Yeah, because I love camping and none of my friends like to camp. And I'm like, well, if it's partially a little bit nicer and off the ground, maybe people will, will go camping. I'll go. That's a, you want to? Yeah, yeah I, I love camping. All right, yeah, cool. Jews love camping. Jews love camping. <laughs> Taylor's very good at Jewish camping. Yeah, Jewish camping. Yes, we'll have brunch no, flown in. You, that's where you 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 don't pay for the the campsite. That's, yeah, that's Jewish right. camping. <laughs> We're gonna leave that I in. It's no, you had room okay. service on the patio of the hotel room. That's, <laughs> that's Jewish right. camping. That's where we go. You go camping and complain about your mother. So you've been married twenty years. Uh, so we've been together since uh, middle of ninety five. So twenty four and change. Mm-hmm. We didn't get married until uh, I got out of prison. So that was, that's always good. Yeah. It's always. <laughs> The pr- because yeah, because the, the conjugal. Otherwise, the visits. Yeah, it's yeah. So awkward. Yeah, because uh, we got married in two thousand seven, so we've been married oh, okay. for twelve years now. Okay, that's cool. And is the relationship uh, uh, was dreadful. it easy? It's dreadful. It's I, well, I got that. I, I figured that it was. Did things change when you got married? Like, did you all of a sudden like don't spend money on that, or did anything change because you actually had a perception of I, roles? Uh, Honestly, Bob, I really – since you're being serious, I'll be honest with you. I think it's all about kids and we have no kids. 
Oh. And we intentionally had no kids. So I think Because then you don't have to make it about do them. You have this transition <laughs> from we're dating to we're married, but we lived together for so damn long in the middle that it just it really didn't change anything. All of my friends that I saw a dramatic change in their relationships was never the marriage or it was, rarely. It was, it the, was kids. the kids. It was the, the showing up of the kids. You should always give them up for adoption. Yeah, that's right? I think for, that's, the, for the marriage. For I the sake of the marriage. The, 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 what's this? The money? Money? Money for, you should ask. Money you should ask podcast <laughs> rule of the day, Taylor. Kids don't, are born. Don't have kids. Give them up for adoption. If you have kids, give them away so yes. you can exactly. focus on yourself and your Correct. career. My, yeah. my parents always were hoping to not have kids. Yeah. 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 Do they often tell? Did they, well, they tell you how their much life as if they didn't have? Well, that's oh yes, oh yes. My yeah. my my parents. I don't think we truly got close until they realized that that they would get us to go get them, have them get weed for them. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's how we in knew the later Taylor days. was Jewish because the first day we met each other, by the end of the day, I knew everything about his parents. So. Oh, there you go. Yes. Yeah. His entire relationship with his mother. Yeah, yeah. He did a little crying. It was sweet. It's, yeah. My well, my parents had two nicknames for me, which was uh, not now and leave me alone. Yeah, those are good names. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah. now. Not yeah. now, Taylor. <laughs> not now. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> enough is enough. Enough is, is enough. enough. Yeah. What did your parents say? Uh, well, that's why we always bring that one up. His father and my father both did the enough is enough. Enough is enough. Yeah. My father's favorite saying is if you're if you're doing something that he deems knuckleheadish or, you know, <laughs> you're screwing something up. Say you're, um, I don't know, you're, you're cutting a cake with a spoon. I don't know. Right. right. He would walk by and he would say something like, if you wanted to screw that cake up, what would you do different? And that was his, you know, he thought his that was really saying clever. you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. just basically, you have picked the exact way to screw it up, mm-hmm. and there would be no better way to screw it up than that. Now, what's your favorite, because this is also related to Halloween. Oh, yes. Right? Halloween's coming I was up. Halloween's coming up. Halloween oh, it's not the Halloween. I ditched all my Vincent Price Oh, my God, material. you did. Well, so, no. Yes, so what's... I prepared all my Houdini material, and now yes. it's all fucked. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. You should be more prepared. Were you not a Boy Scout? No? It was a, a Jewish Boy Scout. You were a Jewish Boy Scout, so yes. you had somebody else do it for you. Okay. <laughs> we well, have a video montage of all Bob Wheeler's costumes. Let's go ahead and play that now. From, yeah. Uh, Acme. So uh, what, is your favorite, what was your favorite costume to dress up? And, and do you like to spend money on costumes, or do you go cheap? Or So uh, I have two stories about costumes that have nothing to do with the questions you just asked. Okay. Um, when I was growing up elementary school, mm-hmm. my father, again – Big figure in my life was huge with costumes. Loved it. Mm-hmm. And I have sisters two years older and a brother's a year younger. And about four years into this run of costume contest wins, the school we were at outlawed the costume contest because Don <laughs> Plain's kids won every year. So literally <laughs> so he ruined so, it for the rest. Like, he would build robots out of cardboard. Oh, wow. He would build rockets with like little sparklers at the bottom. The most elaborate involved costume. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. See, we didn't have money, so my joke would be that we wrapped ourselves in saran wrap and went as leftovers, yes. right? Because uh, <laughs> although the visual is not pretty, yeah, you know what I'm exactly. saying? They, they're like wear underwear. This is um, says on Bob's dating I, profile. Uh, <laughs> well, here, here's, here's an inspirational story. So I went to a party once, and uh, I didn't have any money. That for is it. a great story. That's, That's great. I like that. <laughs> I went to a party once, and I was probably in my 20s, so this is uh, roughly 35 years ago. Yes. And uh, I didn't have 46. a lot of money. Okay. Th- All right. Tell the story. Up, <laughs> so I didn't have a lot of money, and uh, it was – I was out of 25 or something like that, and they were having a contest. And I couldn't figure out, like, what I should be. But, of course, I was a smartass, so I thought I'd be something wacky. So I got a bunch of uh, brown uh, trash bags. Do you remember this? 
I do remember brown trash bags. And then I, I blew up a bunch of balloons and I stuffed the balloons into the trash bags. Oh. <laughs> and and I, you took some of my clothes? Is this the story? No, no. Just okay. I took – and then, then I draped them all over my body and I went as a piece of shit. Do you remember that? And I went and I won. And, and you I, won. And I won. There I won. You go. So, 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 so folks, remember that. If you feel like a piece of shit. If you feel like a piece of shit. You might be worth something own anyway. It. Own it. You know, when, when we were doing stand-up and right around this area at one point in the mid-90s uh, – I would say at the time I was 330 pounds and Taylor's about 200 pounds. And right. he took some of my clothes and he started stuffing them full of shirts and right. everything. And, so, and we really did look like two big fat guys walking down the street together. And we went to a restaurant and oh, yes. we come in and total different experience than we would normally have. But one was like, oh, you guys, the buffet is all you can eat. It's this way. I mean, oh, it's literally, hilarious. we have a dozen. Now tell you you know Chris tells a lot of I enjoy these stories. Chris tells a lot of stories about sort of like I uh, have some funny ones. suffering uh, uh the like the 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 when it sucks to be a fat guy not for the obvious reasons but like it let's say you lose your keys. Mm-hmm. Tell them how that works. Oh what everyone thinks you're sitting on them? If you're a fat guy and something is lost in the room. <laughs> they think you're sitting. Like, yeah, like somebody's sunglasses, wallet, wow. purse, anything. There Chris, will, stand up. Yeah, there's that initial – well, there's kind wow. of the initial look around, right? There's the initial like people are hunting, people are – but you'll notice if you're the fat guy and you're sitting because fat guy sits, what we do. and You don't run a lot. Yeah, not a lot okay. of running. Yeah, right. exactly. And uh, so, so, yeah. So basically what will happen is, is people will look around the room for the keys and then they'll come up to him and they'll go, do you have the keys? Well, eyes will start drifting in my direction. Start, and I've learned over the years, I just finally you get just up stand up. and oh my I God. look underneath myself and make sure everyone sees I'm doing it. As, they go, oh, nope, they're not they're here. Not the, here. The place I've been sitting for three hours, they the didn't, woman who showed up a half hour ago, her purse did not jump did not under go me. Up the, yeah. Well, well, but let me ask you this. Seriously, question yeah, sure. about – so being a larger guy, do you end up having to spend more money on clothes? Do you have to spend more money on <laughs> – I heard you talking in, in the podcast like, you did with Taylor a couple of months ago yeah. about you try not to exceed $20 for any item of clothing. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, and, and I believed it because I know you a little bit. And I said, that sounds like Bob. And um, the irony about being a fat guy is, yeah, like everything is twice as much or three times. Oh, my God. That would so this piss me off. This is just a gray, you know, like casual mail, which is the fat guy story. I think they call DXL now. Probably like $45. Oh, my God. Just a gray really? T-shirt. Yeah, these I, brown shoes. I can get like that for you for like 30 oh I get it for God. 30 yeah, if you want. Yeah, but they're shred. They fall apart. Wow. Have you learned to shoplift? Because, <laughs> frick, I would not like – I would the go – The other great thing about being big, you can just go in the dressing room, put on like four layers. And nobody's going to say he, anything. If he right sits up. down on some clothes his size, they get swallowed they up just inside of him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, just like keys. Or I hide them under me on the couch and take people over. There you go. And does that annoy you? That you end up spending more money than other people? Being overweight's a nightmare in a million ways, and I've battled it up and down my whole life. Yeah, the spending money part will definitely get to you. The stuff that really gets to you is, especially if you've been fat your whole life and you've kind of battled it up and down. I always tell people if you look at a elementary school picture with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in it, there's a bunch of little kids and then that one really tall guy right, right in the middle. Right. Same here. You look at a first grade picture and there's all those little sticks and then the little round kid. Right. That, this is my whole life. There's a million areas where it costs money. There's a million. Now you got to buy two seats on a Bob, plane. Bob, the look of 
Walking down an airplane? Yes, I can imagine. If you're a bad guy walking down, people are saying, people please don't take this. All you see is like the looks of horror. Don't people. sit in the middle seat. As you no. pass people, you can hear them like <sighs> each other. Yeah. Or like, yeah, like, yeah. like laughing, he didn't crying sit next to with me. joy as you pass Do by. Do you ever just tease people and go, oh, can I? And oh, just. Yeah. <laughs> if you see some people that look like assholes, they got that kind of arrogant, like, I'll act like I'm going to. The, oh, I thought I was there. Like, just give them a little bit of stress. <laughs> Sure. But you didn't I, really do a lot of fat guy material when you That's were why I got yeah. out. That's, yeah. I'm not joking. I had all this comedian's material, Louis C.K. thinker yeah. type of material. Yeah. And I would go on stage, and if I started pumping my hips or lay on the ground and do the worm in the middle of a joke, the audience would die. They loved it. They'd give right. us more fat guy stuff. Right. And I get it because when I watch Chris Farley fall through a table, right, I'm it's funny. Too. It's funny when I watch Melissa McCarthy hike her leg up the wall in front of somebody and say, "Get a piece of yeah. this." She's it's hilarious. Yeah, I do love her. It's just not what I wanted to do. Yeah, and I think that's important. I mean, it's important to do like what what feels real to you. Yeah, the first agent, Chris Hardwick's agent, when they met me back in like '92, uh, Hervey Grimes Agency, mm-hmm. and that was the first thing they told me. Is, Oh, we got so many parts for you. We get so many calls for guys like you, and we don't have a guy like you. I said, great. And I went in and had the first meeting, and everything was. Yeah. So you working, working with your shirt off. Baby yeah. Huey. Yep. Pacifier. They always want me working my shirt off, but it's more the Brad Pitt thing. I'm pretty <laughs> yes, sure course, it's, yes. what, it's what I tell myself. You and Taylor have that same And thing. ironically, Chris does wear a diaper today. Yeah, there exactly. you go. Isn't that weird? Right That's cool. I'm wearing a diaper. Just for comfort. Yeah. It's I just, don't really have Because you don't have to like yeah. make a run to the restroom. It's I just, just finished myself. I'm all... There you go. There you go. I well, just, that's a warm feeling. I just relieved myself. There you so go. So when do we start just, the podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. Let me ask you this. Do you, I, I know we're getting close to time, but do, do you and your wife talk about um, money? Yeah, sure. Of course. Of like, course. And just who makes the decisions? Um, well, you know what's great is when you're poor mm-hmm. and there's a fixed amount of money that comes in between the two of you every month. I mean, I work, so my money's right. random. I own my own business. But money is random when you're a writer and 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 whatnot. And uh, so there's never really a lot left over. So there's not really a big discussion on does this go into the four. Do we buy the do we buy the secondary yeah, rental exactly. property? Yeah, right. Do we want right. it exactly. HBO now or HBO go? Do we yeah, want to eat next week like or not? Guacamole tonight or right. just beans and cheese. There you go. That's the big Sometimes question. you got to splurge. That's our big financial question. That's the biggest splurge. Yeah. What's the biggest food item you'll spend money on? There used to be a restaurant in Newport Beach called The Arches that had a Bananas Foster dessert. That oh, was, I do love Bananas Foster. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good dessert. Get that. Frank Sinatra was known for driving all the way to Newport Beach just to have this wow. dessert. So, okay. yeah. so it's not like bananas, That's a long drive baby. from New York. Yeah. So it's not the spinach Caesar salad? Uh, no. Yeah. It's not the spinach. <laughs> they used to be cha-cha-cha and Melrose, which oh, yeah. oh, yeah. 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 was Oh, yeah. Was that jerk, jerk chicken? chicken? Yeah, you – there you go. That was beautiful. <laughs> can, those the gayest high five. Can we? Well, we don't want to. Can we? Can we talk about e waste a little bit? Or because uh, I think yeah, that's fun. All right. So when sometimes Chris, Chris and I don't get together a lot. Okay. But when we do, I get can to, understand why. I mean, he told me. Yeah. But, but I because yeah. he, he's fucking you know me pairs of keys I've lost in his ass. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's 14 of them there right now. <laughs> jingle jingle. Um, so Chris has a business where he recycles electronics and what that really means re- is that we go to a lot of like a uh, senior citizen motorhome villages okay. and we'll drive around and around and he'll put up these these flyers saying, hey, if you've got old TVs and electronics, leave it out. 
And we'll I pick started it up. this podcast as a comedian and writer, and I'm ending the podcast <laughs> as a garbage man, which I'm really appreciating. This is good. Well, I like right. the real. I like the reality. As I, think, I always tell my wife, when Taylor will come help me if he's really tight, he will take you me. down. <laughs> yeah, he'll come with me. And I say the thing about Taylor is he is the actor's actor, right? So he doesn't show up dressed to work. He shows up because I don't know what to in wear. The outfit of if he were playing a guy. Yeah, I don't know what to wear. He weighs for the day. in life. So I don't like know what to wear. Too many layers, yeah. weird gloves. Yeah. But are you go like yeah? If I were casting a guy to pick up garbage in a movie, this is exactly yeah. In life, I don't really know what to wear. Yeah. Like, like you know, I did sketch comedy since I was nineteen. So like everything's everything like, is a costume. Yeah, everything's sure. a costume. So and it's true. Even today, yeah, like this is what yeah, I would wear if I were. Is, a, I'm on the podcast. Uh, yeah, costume. this is if I'm a comedian who has a day off. I'm wearing this is what I'm wearing. So you recycle TVs. Yes. So listen, yeah. So what we I do. do I, <laughs> I do own a recycling company. That is why I have the truck. And uh, yes, I've had that business for 11 years. It is what pays most of my bills. Wow. And then writing pays when it pays. Sometimes good, sometimes not. All right. So you got to have a survival job. So, so what we do is we drive around. But you these, know if this yeah. Orville thing works out. There you. Yeah, so we drive around these mobile home villages at like three miles an hour. Right. Yeah. And then they put out TVs and, all and we get out there and we go, all right, boy. Like, because that's 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 his dad. Apparently. His dad said "boy" at all times, <laughs> right? And there was no racism involved. He would just call everyone "boy." Was it from the south? Yeah. Okay. And uh, and then we get out, and usually we have gloves on or something like that, and we pick up a TV that's like the size of a refrigerator, and we like, kind of like lift it, throw, it, and put it into the thing, and then we like make jokes about stuff, and then like what will happen is we'll drive off. And then seniors will come yelling at us going, hey, wait, you forgot the – Yeah, and then they'll stop Taylor and be like, are you famous? You look like famous guy. I think famous guy. And, and then uh, sometimes we'll have to have a third Why guy. Why Bradley with... Cooper picking up television? <laughs> that's I don't know what accent that is, but that's a woman at a yeah. home party. And then every once in a while we'll have to have a third guy with us. And the third guy is always like like a mad TV character. Uh, tell him about some of your kind of like ex- – No. He's already mad that you brought up yeah, the. Uh, already, like the I said, I opened it. Bob Wee's like, we have an well, author here today. Well, I asked you if we want to talk about in you. my truck right now. There is a TV in the truck bed. That's how great <laughs> this is right now. And the good at the Regency. Well, I asked you if you want to talk away. about e waste, and of you course, said yeah. I don't mind. Well, why didn't you park in the lot? Uh, Taylor told me to park at the Regency. No, I told you you might be able to park in the lot. No, you can always park in you the lot. You said I used to park in the lot when I would perform and when Chewy was here. Is Chewy oh, my God. Still Chewy's here? not still here. Yeah, I figured. Chewy's been gone for a while. I figured. Chewy's dead. No, <laughs> no he's not. Isn't Chewy. it weird, Bob? How long have you been in comedy, Bob? When did um, you start? When I was seven. But uh, nobody recognized it until yeah. now. <laughs> when did you start pursuing comedy um, professionally Oh, probably about um, – yeah, probably about 25 years ago. Okay. And – how often – Taylor and I talk about it. I went out of show business for quite a bit of time and came back with the mm-hmm. books and now I'm writing mm-hmm. sketches and up for some possible TV writing jobs and mm-hmm. so forth now. And I, I always got the impression that everything would ro- everything would change. Everything would turn over. Right. And I come back and everywhere I go, comedy clubs, it's... you know, laughing, you know, you name it, sketch shows. Mm-hmm. I saw yours. 80% Yerzy. of the same people. Like, it's literally saw... like – It is. Yeah. I saw Yerzy here a month ago. Right. Yerzy, Yerzy, uh, the guy, uh, he's a comedian. And he and I used to host up in the belly room. Yeah. 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 So Yerzy. I'm here on a Monday night. It's a Bobby Shropshire show. Bobby Shropshire. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's... So is that where you met Taylor? Was it Acme? Uh, were we in Cynthia's class together? Yeah. 
Yes. Before, yeah. Cynthia's? So we were okay. we were in Cynthia Segetti's. Um, Did Taylor tell you how he introduced me to Cynthia Segetti? So we had just met, and he says, "Hey, my friend Steve Bean is going to be on an episode of Mary with Children." Oh, Steve Bean, you want to come? See? Yeah, I guess rest in peace. Right? Rest in peace, oh, Steve Bean. So, got some of the worst uh, story. Steve Bean is on Mary with Children. You want to go down and watch? And I go, yeah, let's go down and watch. And we we got to go backstage and meet Katie Segal and meet the security guard that protect Christina Applegate from everybody. And uh, Cynthia Segetti was on the same episode. Oh my God! And she was there. And Taylor, hey, hey, this all of a sudden. I'm like a year – less than a year into show business. Wow. And my new comedy buddy Taylor, who was just in the movie The Doors, is like, hey, you want to come see Mary with Children? I'm meeting the famous people. And then he knows two people that are guest starring in the episode. As it turns out, Taylor's peak professionally. <laughs> <laughs> that day, what? 28 years what? later, his peak. Was that see, day. at least you get to get back on top. <laughs> that, that day? That's yeah, that the, day. That day. Uh, that's a payback for bringing yes, up garbage. No. He's, yeah. he's done a lot of important shit since then. Did you talk about Playboy Channel? What was the one you hesitated on the interview with Bob where he asked you uh, – he was asking you what was the biggest check you ever got in show business. And you hesitated. And then at one point you go, you go, I don't want to mention that. Well, much. what happened was I had to sue the guy to get the money. Uh, ooh. But you still got it. I still got it. So there's collateral damage, but so what was the biggest check? Was it the? There was the. It was on a music video. Okay. And then uh, the the guy never finished the music video. You don't and have to he, say Elton John. It's okay. It was. Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and uh, he didn't finish the music video, and he didn't pay anybody, and he has all these corporations and companies that he opens and closes, and yeah. I guess this is his common thing that he does this. Well, all yeah. The time. Why should you have to give money to people for performing? That's yeah, right. Yeah, I right. Think that's so it took me like almost two years to get it in in uh, in uh, what do you call it? Uh, Arbitration. Not arbitration. Uh, labor, 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 labor. Oh, labor dispute. Labor, labor law. Dispute. Labor board. And uh, I think that is arbitration. That's it is. Arbitration. Yeah. Sort and of. then, then, then I got it. Oh well, there you go. It's not. A, I'm know. really glad I asked That's that question. I was glad that was compelling as f. That was that? Was yeah, I'm crying inside. Mostly. Aren't you glad? So you can you can cut that out I can again. See your tears right now. <laughs> it's really if impressive. you want to cut that out, you can cut that out again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, twice. Well, yeah. Well, just a little white out. Um, so, all right. So, talking about biggest checks. What was your biggest check? And I know they're going to make me get out of here soon. But um, what was your biggest check for doing something you love? Besides the TVs. Uh, biggest check for doing something I love uh, is probably stand up. Uh, it was probably, I'm going to say $2,200 for a stand-up show I did at nice. UCSD in wow. San Diego. Sweet. And that was like, wow, if I could do three of these, four of these a month. Life would be good. I work like, I don't remember I that show. I like five hours a month. This was – I wasn't in there. You, you did, were busy that weekend. We did three <laughs> shows at UCSD. You only did one of them. What a dick. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that was my biggest That's showbiz cool. check was twenty two. What was I doing? So, what advice would you give to a young person going into the arts that wants to make it big, become famous, and make billions of dollars? Oh. Recycle TVs. Yes, I was going to say a strong, <laughs> get a day job, a, a Toyota Tundra. Yeah, yeah, strong back, good weight belt. Yeah, uh, I you know I do think that. As much as I joke about it, mm-hmm. when I look back at the very start, like 1991, first comedy anything I did, 1991, mm-hmm. so many people, including Taylor, and I don't know what you're doing, Bob, you're just working at the comedy store. 
Um, He's the but accountant. so many people that I knew that I just they're just people, your friends that are right. trying out, really are working in this industry and really are making a really good living in this industry. Yeah. So I could I could name a half a dozen shows that I have friends writing on or or working on people that make movies, people like Taylor who directs award winning movies mm-hmm. and coaches actors and mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, I. I always felt like at the beginning, like somewhere there's the good people, and then there's uh, the people right. at Acme. And it turns out Alex Borstein was in your company. Oh my god, and she's amazing, and now she's an Emmy. Well, here's yeah. here's what I will say. What I think we learned is that what you should do is uh, write it down and organize it, and literally, like you know, instead of you can be really funny and and be performing and doing this and that, but literally, like type it up. And write it up and organize it and send it in. And it's the it's the people that sort of do and not even literally but not figuratively but literally do the homework and make yeah. – put it on the papers and organize it and, and, uh, and you know, kind of fill B out the – B minus, not really a crowd B minus, sure. not really a crowd please. It's the people that have the folders and the binders and the – So the, do the work. Have fun. Don't take things too serious. And really networking is important. Knowing Never. who you know. Who you know. Tell you who you know. People I know but literally, on shows – because the one friend started there and the other yeah. friend called him up and said, hey, they're looking for people right now. No, it's absolutely it's – like I know nobody there. and that's why I've gone nowhere. <laughs> yeah, but literally have I'm documents. I'm on a podcast because I know Taylor. Wow. Wow, you're yeah. going places. And I'm so, on it yeah, because – Yeah, the comedy store, money for what you – Money you should have asked. Money you should have asked. But again, yeah, like I said, have a, a like a fistful of paper that you've written shit down, you've organized, have physical – Documents and scripts and 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 uh, paperwork. You know what Fred Tattashore Senior told me. Fred, Tatt- oh, Emmy Award-winning producer of the uh, Dinosaur Show for a number of years. Uh, her son was in the same comedy group we are in. Is a very successful voiceover artist. And Fred Tattashore Senior said, he goes, whatever it is you do in showing, whether you write sketches or you do stand up, whatever. He goes, just do it all the time. And he yeah. said, just find a way. If you're a stand up comedian, every day when you wake up, get. Back then, they had these things called newspapers. But he oh, said, I've heard of those. He said, look in the newspaper. Yeah. Find where the open mic nights are. Find where the club is. He it's says, if you do it all the time and you're good at it and you really are passionate about it, you'll just run into other people that are doing it that will go, hey, what are you doing? Come down. I, I could set you up with Seth MacFarlane and maybe you get a writing job. Or, hey, come down and do Bob Wheeler's podcast so you'd never know. Or Steve Callahan might be calling you. That's or what Steve Callahan might for. not that's, be calling that's you. That's right. Oh, Steve, give him a call. That's right. Give him Please, a call. Steve. So where can people find you on social media? Uh, there's, I have a website yes. called plainfiction.com. Plainfiction.com. And my last name is Plain. It does detail my various writing stuff. P-L-A-I-N versus P-L-A-N-E. I'm aware. Like, I have like a little bit of English. Plain M&Ms, he always used to say. Yeah. Plain, plain M&Ms, M&Ms. Plain yogurt. Just plain old writing. Correct. Plain, plain M&Ms. Fiction. Plainfiction.com. I, uh, I have a Twitter at plain underscore fiction. So okay. It's, and uh, I write basketball articles for Silver Screen and Roll, but nobody – Nobody does It's that. a Lakers thing. Who yeah, cares? The Lakers, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's under plain mm-hmm. fiction as well. All right. So check it out. Well, please, people, don't forget to share the laughs. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for Money You Should Ask, all one word. And if you have a question you would like to ask one of our future guests, you can visit moneyyoushouldask.com and click on the Record a Question button because we're high tech. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Google. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. For tips, stories, financial tools to help you have a healthier relationship with money, be sure to check out themoneynerve.com. I'm Bob Wheeler. This is Chris Plain. This is Taylor Brooks. Uh, it's been great. Wait, Chris, you have one more thing. Yeah, Chris, can you, can you get up? I can't find my keys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, 
outlook wow they really wow. Actually, wow. they were actually under me this oh my time God. what are the odds of that yeah, no, seriously i mean i mean i know can you just i know i know i know you look there but if you could just get up out of the chair just get up out of the chair i'm sure you you might have missed him yeah. Looks like he added a can opener to Woo. the chain right now. <laughs> Close that back up. Can I get that TV? Yeah. <laughs> in, my, in my truck bed. <laughs>